0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: At times, um, we left early, we went late, and we we were not even seeing our son. So that's where we took a call Maybe if we move to a country elsewhere, we have that time to spend with the family. Maybe we get better working environment. So I started exploring talking to my friends, other family who were in Australia.
0: This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shum and in this episode, we're speaking with Ashish Mahutra, director of Ozwide Buyers Agency. The world traveler and IT guru shares how he surpassed his earlier salary without sacrificing quality family time and how he leapfrogs from property to property, increasing both his earnings and happiness in ways he could never have imagined. Malhotra's skill and passion for property allow him to spend his days doing what he loves, talking business and spending time with his family.
1: The days do get pretty long sometimes but um, otherwise just in normal day to day, I'm talking to people, advising on property, um, talking on deals, um, negotiating deals, um, looking at development sites, um, I'm researching on the next growth markets that I'd be targeting. Or um, I am pretty much all day on phone with agents, building and pest inspectors, conveyancers. So I think I'm one of the lucky ones who can follow the passion. So for me, property is everything and everything is property. And of course, after my family. So I've got two boys, um, um, 10 and 4. Um, the younger one's a bit cheeky otherwise which I'm sure everyone's are so I, I I love my family. I've been I've been married for now almost 12 and a half years.
0: He grew up in a green and clean city in India but there was definitely some excitement involved.
1: I grew up um, in the city which is in northern parts of India just about three and a half hours drive from the capital uh, Delhi. It's called Chandigarh. It's one of the most cleanest and greenest cities of India. But I was brought up, I've spent my entire life in Chandigarh. I was born in Punjab, um, a small town neighboring uh, the border, uh, next to Pakistan border. Um, uh, And it's called, the town's name is Patti, P-A-T-T-I. Again, very small town, not everyone's aware. But that's where I was born. Um, I remember we used to stay in army camps because my uncle was in army and, and we always went to the border to see how things are going and we used to watch binoculars. I love my childhood.
0: Wow, that, that's really interesting or fascinating. So, when you're on site and the army base, what kind of things would you say you have were, well, I guess, exposed to or saw?
1: Some nights we could hear gunshots um, and we were asked not to go on the rooftops. Um, Some nights my uncle would take me to his base and um, I think now, now it's very formalized. You can go to the borders to view the ceremonies. So every evening they would open the gates and the soldiers would come from that side to this side, the soldiers would go from this side to that side, and they'll perform a small ceremony of about an hour, hour and a half. So things have harmonized now. There's a lot of peace, but during those times, there they were not such um, there were there were not uh, such ceremonies. Um, and we used to look into binoculars and we used to be very happy as kids. Oh, my God, look at people walking there the, on the other side. And <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, those are good memories. I did my schooling in Chandigarh, which is a very different city from the town I was born in. Right. So Chandigarh, again, um, it's a very sophisticated city. Uh, it's a very small city as well. Um, I think the whole population when I left was around one million. Um of, of the city, right? So <laughs> um, now, it from real estate perspective, it is also one of the costliest cities from traffic rules perspective. Again, um, it's one of the m- most strict cities um, across the Northern parts. I did in my entire schooling and college from the city. Um, the schooling was good. Um, the schools, I, I used to go to a private school. So again, the parents, um, parents thought whatever they can give us the best and I've uh, so I was in the school for around up till year seven or so and then I left moved on to other school my year um 11 and 12 I did in a college and then finally I did my bachelor's in another town adjoining which was around one and a half hour drive from my uh, from my place um, but again I've stayed my entire life in Chandigarh and I, I still miss it. <laughs>
0: yeah that's amazing and you mentioned a million people that would not have been a small city i mean that's a lot of people
1: (laughs) yeah for india it is considered as a small city so
0: (laughs) (laughs) if you thought sydney was crowded try looking at it from malhotra's perspective
1: that city i loved it it had that peaceful aspect um, I could be from one end to the other end within half an hour. Um, it wasn't that crowded. Um, now things might be different, but I still liked it as compared to any other metropolitan city in India. Now we had to take a call whereby either we would have stayed in this, uh, either we would have moved into metropolitan regions for the sake of uh, for the sake of. Uh, in better jobs or earning better wages um, and I didn't want you to do that. Alternatively, we could have moved to some other country and I chose the latter. Right For me moving moving outside the city where, where I've lived my entire life and moving outside the country sounded the same. So, <laughs> but yes I think metropolitans are exactly the same how you felt in um, Singapore or someone feels in Hong Kong I'd say, but yeah Uh, But I think I've been a bit fortunate. I I like Sydney from that aspect because Sydney is pretty similar. It's not that I I don't feel it's crowded, but I I also don't like to go in crowded places. So, so I, I like my peaceful space.
0: So, does that mean then you traveled from where you lived in the suburbs out to the city when you went to work and, you know, studies and all that? Or was it quite close to where you were?
1: I was, again, very fortunate. Um, The the consultancy, and I used to work in IT before uh, moving into real estate. So, the consultancy that I used to work with, they actually had a big office and they were starting their first batch back in 2006. So, it goes a bit far out. I've got about 15, 16 years of corporate experience, so... um, Yes, that's, we, we were the first batch of um, uh, students who were trained and recruited in the same campus. So it was a 30-acre campus. It, it wasn't small. So, yeah, it, it had a ship building. Um, it was the first um, so special economy zone, economic zone, SEZ is what they call, it, where you get some special benefits in taxes and everything. But um, yeah, it was a building in the shape of a ship to such buildings um, and then you had a cafe, a food court, uh, you had uh, uh, a dormitory, uh, or like nearly 300 rooms or something and you had a swimming pool and tennis courts and whatnot.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So, this was actually a company that you actually went to work for as a consul- as a consultant, an IT consultant.
1: Yes. <laughs> that's, that's
0: phenomenal. It's almost like living on a Google campus by the sounds of it.
1: It's kind of, I'd say so and I've, I've, gone, um, I've gone to Mexico, um, I've gone to UK and again, I came on a job here through the same company so I've, I'm fond of the company but yeah and when I left, it was a heartbreak pretty much but you eventually have to move on.
0: He started bucking the trend from a young age, getting to the working world early. But that's not to say it didn't come with its embarrassing stories.
1: In India, usually, kids don't work uh, until they actually get a job, so it's not the trend. My I started working at a very early age. Uh, when I was in year, I think uh, year nine or ten, or even year years eight for that matter, I started working in early just to get a bit of pocket money. Um, Again, you can just manage your own expenses at that age and it's it's not a bad thing. And once I felt um, I had to stand with a banner in hands and one of my neighbors saw me and I was really embarrassed. And I came home and I told my mother, I said, I'm, I'm really embarrassed because they saw me. And my mom said, why? Were you stealing something? Did they caught you stealing? And I said, no, I was just standing like that. And she said, you're earning. You're earning in by all ethical and all with all the hard work that you're putting in you're doing nothing wrong and that really boosted my morale when I was doing such jobs and with that this entrepreneurship was infused in a little bit because I started working these jobs and then I started recruiting my friends into similar jobs (laughs) so by by year 11 and 12 um i think i had done a fair bit of jobs i had got good contacts and networking i'd built a a good good friends there that's how that's how i went up and like my 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 parents have been a big inspiration to me even my investment journey which i'm sure we'll cover in some time but yes my parents have been a big source of inspiration for me both my parents were uh, working for the government um, again, around that time, it was considered very good to be working for the government. You're in permanent jobs. Uh, you get pensions. So that's it. Was all about job security at that time.
0: Yeah, and and it still is. I mean, like that's the thing. People want that. But with COVID and the way we we work now, we can work from home. We still want that. Still that stability. You know, working in some kind of job or business or whatever it is, which is really important.
1: Yeah, I think you do end up seeking stability, but. Um eventually, if you go outside the comfort zone a bit, that's where uh, sometimes the balance is. Um, between me and my wife, we are very opposite. Um, she loves still, she she loves, uh, she's an IT developer and similar experience, about 16 years, different technologies. She loves working what she does. And I'm sure what anyone else does in four, five hours, she'll complete it within one and a half, two hours and just enjoy the rest of the time so <laughs> yes yeah, so and every four she'll just come besides and she'll just lie down and says i'm done for the day what about you and i'm working my hours off and I-
0: it was then that he realized he could pivot to a role he loved rather than tolerated
1: and that's why when i started following property as a passion again it was a big decision right you're leaving a high-paying it corporate job I was in, when I left, I was in IT management role. I was working for CV as an IT service manager. Um, So work was okay. Again, sometimes you get along with people well, sometimes not. But um, I then thought, uh, what am I doing here? I'm working two jobs almost at the same time. If I can move into one, uh, definitely I might get some time. But I think the work just follows me. So I've last six, seven months. I have replaced my income i've surpassed my my id income but i think now it's all about serving people with the way they expect me to um, and yeah i think I, i'll i'm at a point where i'd be hiring now someone and the job advertisement is on seek so i'm also taking interviews uh, on the sides but i think it's a good thing if i'm able to generate that employment as well as i'm able to give time to my family and run the business I think I'm very grateful for what I have got till now.
0: Coming up after the break, Malhotra shares the travels that made him reassess what was most important.
1: And so we were working late nights, we were working early mornings, we were dropping us into daycare, running around here and there. Even that in that busy life, we saw there, there were opportunities where we could have devoted more time to family.
0: The lessons he's learned along the way from India to Australia.
1: I think these were a lot of learnings. When I came here, I really thought um, I, I had to I had to invest in my in educating myself.
0: He divulges what that education has given him.
1: Just long story short, that first investment, three hundred and sixty k, is what I spent there. Um it's today it's renting out for 510 a week and the market valuation is about five eighty.
0: And that's next. I'm Taran Sharp and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, let's be real. Deals that can yield twenty to thirty percent per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall, allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes. There are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So do you want to get a better return with low risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. Before coming to Australia, Maholtra did a 3-4 to month stint in Mexico and then landed in London in 2012.
1: So we were in London for about 7-8 months. Both me and my wife were working there and um, we really liked it Um, apart from the weather. Everything else was good. Uh, My mom came and stayed with us so pretty much we we had a family there. Um, But after coming back, um, we thought the lifestyle is a bit different, right? You can focus on family, you you have better working uh, environment you have a better work-life balance. Though we were working late nights, we were working early mornings, we were dropping our son to daycare, running around here and there. Even that in that busy life, we saw there, there were opportunities where we could have devoted more time to family. And same between 2012 and 2014, uh, we started early mornings. One evening, one of us would go pick our son from school, drop to home. My mom was always home, came back, worked until 8 or 9 p.m., and then we went back around 9, 9.30. At times, um, we left early, we went late, and we we were not even seeing our son. So that's where we took a call. Maybe if we move to a country elsewhere, we have that time to spend with the family. Maybe we get better working environment. So I started exploring, talking to my friends, other family who were in Australia. Not family, but majorly friends. And... Um, Started exploring. I'm a bit of a DIY enthusiast. Um, I, I do a bit of research before before taking a decision just so we don't have to repent eventually. But um, I talked to my friends in Canada. I talked to my friends in Singapore and other locations and Australia. And finally, we thought because of the weather and everything, and we had been in UK. I think Canada is pretty similar with respect to weather. Um, we, we thought Australia is the country where we have to make a move, provided we get the PR and everything. Now, I filed the PR and I started telling my company that I'm getting a PR. If you have an opportunity, just send me there. And uh, early 2014 is when they put me onto a different project, which was for Westpac. And uh, when I came here, I was working for Westpac. Um, And since then, I've been working for the banks. And that's what like. (laughs) And then there's another story to it. So. Um, when because I was working for the banks, I ended up doing my cert for in finance and mortgage broking just to learn more on the finance sides, on the compliance sides, different regulatory bodies and industries, um, which actually opened the doors uh, for me to contract for other banks or move on to other banks also. So I think I just tried to not try, but I actually hit the hit the two targets, which is maybe one sort of effort that I put in.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. So, just to clarify, 2014, you got opportunity to move into a different project which allowed you to be able to move to Australia which was around about 2015 and you've settled in Australia since then.
1: Yes, 2nd November 2014 is when I landed. Um, 24th December is when my family landed and 26th December, I took them to a trip to Victoria. <laughs> I remember everything.
0: <laughs> that would have been the perfect Christmas present too because it led up to Christmas right then, one month later.
1: They were actually tired, but I thought I'll, I'll plan a surprise trip without realizing they would have some jet lags and all. Um, but I think they, they eventually enjoyed it because they came into a new place. We suddenly went to Victoria. So we staying in hotels. So again, a new thing, coming back to again same house. I think it was a bit of change, but it it, it worked pretty well.
0: After his years in the corporate space, he turned his thoughts and attention to property.
1: So my first investment was when I got my um, second job. So I was earning decent money, no expenses, we don't party that hard in in, in India. um so can't can't seem to where i can spend the money i did buy a bike for myself but um apart from that i think my mom brought a a first investment opportunity to us which was um again from from a um now from the understanding standpoint right we were priced out of the city we were staying in um we had to spend about sixty seventy thousand dollars um, if we had to buy something there and it was outside pretty much our capacity i mean i think i was earning like sixteen thousand uh, actually i was earning around eight thousand a year <laughs> she got an opportunity and i loved it it was right at joining the city where we were living in but on to some other state um we could buy something for like seven thousand dollars and I, I thought that an that's amazing price and then she brought uh, i like this and i like this and which one you like? And being, being an earner, I think I was given that opportunity to make a decision, for which I'm really grateful to my family, um, and the same with my sister. I think she's been given equal opportunities. So. Um, I picked one and saying we should not buy that one. We should buy this uh, this one at for eight thousand, not that one for seven thousand. She said why? I said that doesn't look nice. I just thought this was better placed, uh, wider road. So th- that's what I thought. That was a more like a congested corner, and um, now in this market that is valued around sixty thousand dollars. So that what we bought in 20, 2008 or nine um so that's in India you get decent growth but when you see the rentals that's one percent so but then that's where then I invested another another uh, land or lot in, in interstate after our marriage back in 2012 um I must say not necessarily they turned well I've also got a commercial in India again didn't turn well but when um I think these were a lot of learnings when I came here I really thought um I I had to I had to invest in my in educating myself um and so f- pretty much first investment in in india was very different and in australia my first investment i had bought sight unseen oh
0: okay i'm liking this story
1: <laughs> but i met a really good mentor and i've worked with him a while as well so he gave me a few tips and tricks. I for one year, or at, at least for for first six months, I was reading every month day, morning and night, waking up early mornings, two magazines: Australian Property Investor and Your Investment Property. So every single month, I was spending money buying these magazines reading these and finishing this month on month for first six months and i was learning and i was talking to people and i was networking with the like-minded investors um and i bought my site unseen but i could see the area why it was trending it was an extension of a suburb um and i was buying land for like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. but this again why i bought there when i came 2014, all my friends were buying properties in the ponds. They were buying uh, in Quakers Hills, Schofields, and spending 550 to about 650. Actually, I'll tell you the product. Um, 300 square meter corner block, 18 and a half square, three bedroom, double story home on it. So (laughs) so I don't forget the numbers, but look again, I was not a high income earner at that point. I had migrated and I wasn't comfortable on a single income spending that much. So it was costlier then. It's costlier now, I'll be honest, right? So, And so what I did was started talking to my friends. That's what you do initially. But I've eventually learned my friends were actually advising me against what I actually did. And I think, again, it's good that I did because I did based on knowledge and education. Um, So I I always tell my clients, you listen to your friends, but they are advising you based on what they are aware of. If someone is staying in Sydney, they can tell you you buy in Quakers Hill, you buy in maybe Penrith, or you buy in um, Grace Thanes or whatever suburbs you want to be based at, right? But they they might put uh, a high income earner hat on. They might uh, think, themselves in the shoes of people who are staying there which is not right so this investor mentor of mine he always tells me you put yourselves in the shoes of people who are actually living there what they are earning what they can afford and then you see the type of demographics that you're looking at and i've been basing my decisions based on that but just long story short that first investment 360k is what i spent there and um, it's today, it's renting out for five ten a week and the market valuation is about 580 and it's just been what six years now. So, and every single investment of mine has turned better than the previous one.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: Yes. Yeah, so learn a bit of learnings, but I think it's, it's all good. If, if, you're, if you're taking the decisions based on education or if at least you can have a mentor or a guide who can then tell you what to do, what not and why not.
0: At this point, he had four properties fully built and rented out, and one property on the market.
1: I'm planning to sell it to take some money out now. So I'm consolidating the debts a bit, and I've got a sixth one which is currently being built. Um, I've got a seventh lot that I've just bought um, (laughs) just uh, four months back, and I'm looking at a commercial deal as well. And that's another reason of consolidation. I'm now uh, looking to develop a commercial warehouse project. Um, but again, it's still in discussions. It's been three months now. Um, but yeah, excluding the last, the commercial one and the seventh lot, the first six months, pretty much, pretty much my, my portfolio would be around three and a half million dollars, um, with about two million debt on it. And I've hardly paid anything because I have been using valuations and I've been able to settle some properties with just 30 or $40,000 in hand. So I've, that's the thing. That's why the debts are a bit high because I've hardly added any money. And I've been using my money again into different different asset classes and, and all other places as well. But that's pretty much what my journey is. Um, currently with all the four rented out, I'm getting nearly 1,700 a week in rent. Um, and I think, even if I hold all six, I'd, I'd be in a position where I'd be getting twenty six hundred a week in rent. So yeah, so and because I've been keeping uh, yields into consideration, I've been ensuring that I add value in one one form or the other. So there's a difference of at least ten to fifteen percent between my price and the market price.
0: Yeah, so I've been buying on the market value using the rent, uh, the valuations to be able to leapfrog to the next property, which is great.
1: Exactly, and. And that's why many people ask me, how have you been able to borrow so much? And before I left my job, and now my wife's also working, right? So it, your, your situation improves with time, but then I have put a check mark on on yields, on valuations. And that's why I think before I left, I could have borrowed for, for 500k more. <laughs>
0: Maholtra's darkest investing moment happened during his time in India where market statistics are scarce.
1: I always am thinking, what have I done wrong here? So <laughs> I think the the only one learning I've got from one, one again, maybe sort of a, not thinking in the right way is sometimes the demographics that are buying the property in an area are entirely different uh, with the demographics that are that are renting in that area. But from India perspective, I've bought a commercial property where I have parked nearly um, $70,000 and the the developer had gone bankrupt. <laughs> now, now checks-wise, I saw the area was growing. Um, one thing that I wasn't aware of, the supply side in India, you don't get statistics. Australian markets are really, really... Australian... Investors are really lucky to get so many insights on the markets to make that decision. In India, intuition and your friends are the best source of information. <laughs> <laughs> Trust uh, property developers, property dealers. But I checked pretty much all the tech check boxes. The developers w- w- was actually a very good developer. This commercial property had some assured returns which now I'll rethink if someone gives me, but um, I, I invested based on that. There was no commercial property in the surrounds. The market were, markets were booming. Um, and I don't know, for, it could have been a peak. I, I bought, bought back in 2011, um, uh, And then it's just stagnant till then. So the money is still stuck. Um, there's no way out because the developer has gone bankrupt. I think... That's where one of the learning is, uh, off the plan. (laughs) Got the learning a bit early. Um, Yeah, so the other one, um, uh, me and my wife, we did our first investment interstate about 12 hours from the city we were living in, and um, we bought in outskirts. Again, I thought because there was another special economic zone being developed there, some companies had, had already moved. There were a lot of companies that were moving what I didn't realize was I was comparing it with my city Chandigarh, but the 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 areas were quite were vastly different. The population per square meter ratios were vastly different. And now, while that property has grown, we I think we bought it for about um, thirty two thousand dollars. If I want to sell now, I can sell it for fifty. It's not that big profit considering i've held it from since 2012 but it's still okay but it's stuck because it's it's on the market for last three four months now and i haven't got a buyer so yeah that's two of my learnings just be careful where you're investing
0: Ashish Maholtre's story continues in the next episode of Property Investor. He delves into why property called to him and why he could just never say no.
1: I was doing property as a side gig since 2017, and why? Because I was seeing so many deals, and I couldn't grab every deal, and I didn't want the deals to go away.
0: Why he's not as confident in the covert related regional property boom as others?
1: And that's where. Uh, I'm sometimes hesitant, right? So people are going three, four, five hours outside the main capital cities and buying there.
0: He explained why it's best not to have eyes bigger than your stomach.
1: But then you need to have a risk appetite of buying an older house because off and on, there could be some expenses that might be levied on you. So can you invest that time?
0: And that's next time on Property Investory. (laughs) If you love the show... Perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 1040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now and I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for as short as 6 months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, text me your name and email address on 04. Ninety nine eighty eight ten forty.